Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, everybody. Scott Luton and special guest host, Tandria Bellamy here on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's show. Tandria, how are you doing? Doing great and so happy to be back connected with you again. Well, we are too. You're, you continue to ratchet up the, the list of, of most appearances here at Supply Chain Now. And I love that today you're going to put on kind of a new hat. You're going to, you're going to be on kind of my side of the table as we interview uh, a Dear Network colleague, a friend, and a mover and shaker when it comes to uh, uh, what I'll call logistics, technology, entrepreneurialism. How about that? That sounds great. Tell Greg White I'm coming for his job. You're going to get out of that. Love it. Well, Tandra, we love what you do, and it's great to reconnect with you. And today, we're going to be able to connect with someone that's in your network, a dear friend, a collaborator, and we're going to be talking about his business, which is really changing the game and, and really freeing up a lot of other resources and time and headaches from folks, especially in the, absolutely right, especially with folks in the construction industry that are always, you know, keeping their eye on the clock, getting projects done and critical projects done. So let's welcome in Bernard Park, CEO and co-founder of Tommy Run. Bernard, how you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're, we are pleased to have you here. Uh, your ears have been burning because Tandry and I have talked a lot about you and your growing business. And it's it's an honor to have you here finally in the flesh so we can hear, hear the real story. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, Tandria, where we want to start, before you talk about some of Bernard's professional journey, I, I want to get I want to get the goods on our guests here today. So, Bernard, we were just talking pre-show about you are born and raised here from Atlanta, Southwest Atlanta. So, tell us tell us more about that up that upbringing. You know what stood out. What what are some of the stories not to be missed on Bernard Parks upbringing? Wow, I mean, I, I have to be careful with all those good stories. You know, there's there are a lot of exciting ones, but you know, the first thing was really a sense of community. Mm. I am born and raised from Southwest Atlanta. We had a great community. Um, when they talk about a village, I believe that I was a part of that village. A lot of great people came from this side of town. Um, when you think about it, when I grew up, you know, I was up the street from Ambassador Young, from Hank Aaron. My father was actually law partners with Maynard Jackson. Wow. Um, so, you know, for me, being a part of the fabric of Southwest Atlanta has always been a part of me. My father's from Atlanta. My mother's originally from New Orleans, but she came down and went to Clark Atlanta University and met my father and never left. So we've been a staple in this community for some time. Wow. And it truly does take a village, huh? Oh, yeah. It takes a village. Um, and I think that, you know, you can see it from the people who come from Southwest Atlanta. You know, there's a great sense of pride. Uh, when you think about it, I mean, you know, all of your mayors and, you know, a lot of politicians and athletes and so forth, uh, when they make it, they always talk about Atlanta and this part of town. You, you listed Hall of Fame, to your point, mayors, Hall of Famers, the movers and shakers, folks that didn't just build Atlanta, but uh, had a different part of building the country and building business. So I got to ask you, as a kid, I don't know if you can relate, but 
gosh, between mailboxes and windows I knocked out with, with baseballs or whatever. <laughs> Did you have any run-ins with those famous neighbors of yours from <laughs> playing out in the yards and stuff? No, not really. I mean, you know, I did a lot of football, not a lot of baseball, but a lot of football. We did a lot of acorn fights back in the day and, you know, pine cones. We had a lot of those things that went on. You know, our community was, you know, really, you know, tight knit. And what we would do, spend a lot of times up under the streetlights, you know, just hanging out and, you know, walking the neighborhood and so forth. You, you know, you, you can't go as far out these days as we used to do. When, when, when I was younger, I hope I'm not telling my age at this point, um, but we spent a lot of time, you know, just in the community moving around. But no, I didn't get into it with the windows or anything. My next door neighbor would tell you that I would wake up and come over and I was the only child. And so my next door neighbor had a bunch of siblings and stuff. So I would go over there early in the morning, you know, with, with my feet on the wrong, I mean, with my shoes on the wrong feet, you know, and sneak out the house and go and hang out with my next door neighbors till my mother had to put an alarm on the house to make sure that she knew when I was going in and out the door. So I really had all my problems at home, not really <laughs> with the neighbors. <laughs> I love it. All right. So I got to ask you one more, uh, two more questions. And then I'm going to throw it over to Tandria. And one of those questions is going to be how y'all got connected. Before we get there, you, you let it slip pre-show. And we love talking food here at Supply Chain Now that you're a big barbecue connoisseur. So, so tell me, build us and our, our audience the perfect plate of barbecue from, from how Bernard Park sees it. Well, first you have to season it well. I mean, that's the main thing. You know, you want to really season that meat really well and then not rush to cook it, right? I mean, those are the two things that you really want to do is have a little bit of patience. And then, you know, the end portion is to go and wrap it up in some foil and put a little honey and butter on there mm. and smoke it for that last 30 minutes before it's time for it to come off the grill. Um, so those bones fall off. I mean, so that meat falls off the bone. Oh man. Okay. You got us. We're going to have to have you back on. We'll, we'll take a deep dive into those experiences, but so uh, one more question for you. So Tandra Bellamy, of course, we're, we're, we've got the Tandra Bellamy fan club here at supply chain now, right? We've uh, really enjoyed learning from and collaborating with Tandria for uh, several years now. How did y'all get connected Bernard? One of my advisors, um, who's a great mentor to me, a gentleman named George Brooks, and Tandra and George worked some time together. And, you know, as I started growing my business, for me, operations is one of the key places where you need help. I'm most definitely not that very detailed person. Uh, so going through that process, George introduced me to Tandra and, you know, it's been a great relationship ever since. I mean, you know, it's a blessing sent when it comes down to understanding operations and really being able to do what it is that I do. I love that and cannot agree uh, anymore. We've seen Tangerine in action on shows, on panels, on keynotes, uh, and of course, doing it, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she 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 actually does it for me. I have to slow down sometimes. You're like, all right, Tangerine, you know, because she keeps me moving, right? She's ready to jump in. She's not a person who sits on the sideline and advises from the bleachers, right? She's one who wants to get in the game with you. And that's the part that I really appreciate about her. Um, because she's always willing to, you know, roll up her sleeves and, you know, be out there with you. And I think that that's what's important uh, when you have great advisors and people like Tandria. I'm with you. Blessed are the doers for sure. And she is one. So Tandria, get you in here. So, what are we uh, talking next with Bernard? Well, let's find out a little more about the professional life since we know a little now about the personal life. So tell <laughs> us, what are some of the things that you did before Tommy Ryan? 
Wow. Well, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So it started when I was probably in elementary school selling candy apples when, when my mother did not know um, and she was making candy apples and I was carrying them to school. But uh, seriously, you know, coming from school and just being around a lot of entrepreneurs, once again, being in this village, um, it was a highlight in our community, you know, when, you know, from the entrepreneurial side. And so I first started doing a dry cleaners. And, and yeah, so I had a dry cleaner sometime, you know, when I was in college. Um, it was just what, you know, it was one of those makeshifts. What you would do is you drop your dry cleaning off to me and I carry it to someone else for them to clean and I get it that afternoon and bring it back and sit there and it was only a storefront. And so that was one of my first entrepreneurs breaks. And then after that, I went in and I started doing a transportation business. That was back when, you know, they had these Medicaid and Medicare vans and you go and pick people up and carry them to the hospital and so forth um, for medical. And then from there, a lot of friends of mine, they, they, they realized that I was an entrepreneur. And, you know, I had some interest. My father and David Franklin were law partners. And so I had some exposure to the entertainment industry. And there were a group of guys that, you know, went to school with me that started in the music business. And I kind of drifted over into the music business. And that's where I really found my true blessing and wings in the entrepreneurial world to move me, to advance my career and really be known um, from the music side. And that's, you know, early on when I started out with an organization called The Dungeon Family. And that was Rico Wade, Organized Noise and Outcast and The Goody Mob. And so I did management with those guys. Wow. That's where my life was. Wow, those are some big names. Have you stayed in contact with those people? Uh, absolutely. I actually talked to Big Boy the other day and was talking to him. I talked to the Goody Mob all the time. I talked to Gip and the CeeLo and all of those guys, you know. So, you know, we're always communicating. I actually talked to Rico the other day. He came out to see my son's football game. So, you know, I'm, I am truly blessed based off that relationship with those guys. And how did... You made that transition from something as exciting and exhilarating as music to now you're in transportation. <laughs> well, you what know, that's an, interesting, <laughs> that's an interesting story. You know, music for me, well, first of all, it was, it's, it's truly my father. My father was the one who gave me the gift to understand is that all business is the same. Okay. You have to do is understand and learn the language. And that once you learn the language, then you can go and apply your uh, business knowledge. And so I've always been pretty successful in business. So, you know, I've never been afraid to try new things. But, you know, when I was in the music business, we did a lot of logistics, right? Because what you're doing is that you're moving people across the country um, okay. in multiple cities, moving multiple buses, you know, loads of people and making sure that everything works, you know, from stage time to showing up to when they were supposed to be in the city to making sure that their hotel room. So a lot of logistics come into play when it comes down to the entertainment business. And then subsequently, I really didn't move directly into logistics and technology at that time. You know, one of my true passions outside of music was always real estate. And that's okay. a gift that my mother actually, you know, uh, gave to me. And, you know, really made me understand the, 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 the beauty of um, real estate. And so while doing real estate and doing some development, I actually ended up meeting another friend of mine um, because I was moving away from entertainment and moving into construction and development for my second life on business. 
And, you know, he started explaining to me about technology and actually saying is that, you know, once my community started understanding that technology was problem solving, that, you know, we would start to solve a different set of problems that we generally see solved today. Mm. And so subsequently, I was working on a construction site and building a house. And I always had a problem with materials being on a job site. Okay. So that's how, you know, this idea got started inside of me. And that's where it moved from. And that's how I moved over into the logistics part of where I am today. But I believe that, you know, logistics is a part of, you know, really all business models to some extent, because, you know, once you purchase, the question is, is how do you get that product? Right. You know, that's, you know, just the foundation you know, how the fabric of, of, of actually the whole United States moves. You know, one of my friends told me one day, he started doing a trucking business. Mm-hmm. And he said, Bernard, everything has to touch a truck. Yep. It doesn't okay. matter what's going on, it has to touch a truck, right? If you say something and make it in a grocery store, it's because the truck didn't come. The clothes weren't in the shop, the truck didn't make it, right? So it always went back to that truck being on time. So, you know, it's always been kind of interesting as well for me to understand that portion of the business. There's so much there, Tandria, that Bernard shared in that last uh, couple of questions that you posed him. Uh, I wish you had five hours with you, Bernard. But one important thing that that you touched on there is, uh, you know, on the heels of driver, uh, National Truck Driver Appreciation Week, we got to love on our truck drivers more than we do mm-hmm. because they are the ones that keep things moving. And to your point, Bernard, Everything hits a truck. And I love how you said everything has logistics. And one final thing as I'm just dissecting this front end is how eclectic Tandria, his background, his journey, uh, you know, his mm-hmm. father said everything. What, what your, your father said? Everything, every business, all, bus- all business is the same. You just have to understand the language. So Tandria that you almost can see that play out in Bernard's journey, right? Absolutely. All right. So all of that. And I'm going to, I'm going to move us forward as much as I've got about 17 follow-up questions on what you already shared, Bernard, I'm going to keep driving. No pun intended. I want to, <laughs> I want to talk about Tommy run. So one of the last times that Greg White and I connected with, with Tandria, uh, Tommy run came up and, and we were checking out some of the things y'all were doing. Of course, y'all have been hiring and, and just loved the problem that the model solved. It's really a technology play that uh, solves a logistics problem, maybe. Let's, let's, let's flip these questions. First, tell us, tell us what Tommy Run is, and then I want to talk about what, what made you start the company. So what does Tommy Run do? Tommy Run is an on-demand delivery platform for building and construction materials. So you can actually go to our app or go to our website and shop for materials, um, and we will deliver them to you. Or you can order from your favorite suppliers, Give us the address and the delivery address. I mean, the pickup address and the delivery address, and we'll go pick those things up and drop them off for you. I love it. It keeps things moving. And and y'all, I think I saw over a hundred different stores y'all have relationships with uh, if they've yeah. placed their order somewhere, right? That's easy. Well, you know, what's interesting is that we've picked up from over 300 different suppliers. And what we found is that our average customer has us to pick up from on average about nine different suppliers. Mm. So we cater to the pro customer, which is a builder, contractor, not mainly your duty while hires, even though we support them as well. Um, but we really try to take care of contractors so they can become more efficient on the job site and not be, you know, actually standing in line shopping for materials and trying to move materials around from point A to point B. We believe that we make them more efficient um, through this process. I love it. Okay. 
So let's pause for a second. And Tandra, I'd love to get your time. I know that you, you've got some thoughts around Tommy Run as well. I'd, I'd love to get to that. But first, Bernard, what caused you to start Tommy Run? What, what, what said, hey, wait a second. There's, a, there's my next business right here. What, what was that? Um, I was actually working on a house. It was a three-bedroom, one-bath house in the neighborhood. And I was converting it into a five-bedroom, three-bath house. And, you know, it was that journey of really understanding construction and having to have a trailer out, um, you know, one of those containers outside where I would store materials. Um, and it just really wasn't efficient. And we were in a low income neighborhood and we were in a, in, a, in, in a process of transitioning that neighborhood. And so, you know, materials being available when you needed them was really important. And so I went out and did some research and found that there were no on-demand delivery for construction. And I found that, you know, now when you had companies like Instacart and Amazon and all these large companies, you know, that were delivering materials, it just seemed, you know, that construction would be the next site or the next place for you to now start asking for materials when you need them. Love it. Okay. I love it too. After, you know, all of my years with UPS, Bernard has positioned himself in a space that really nobody wants to play in. Mm. From a UPS standpoint, we do not want to deliver sheetrock and lumber <laughs> and bags of cement. <laughs> However, it's extremely necessary. I'm dealing with two situations in my home right now. And whenever I can actually get a contractor to take the job, I know they're not going to have time to run back and forth to pick up materials. So this is really an essential service to make this industry more efficient. I love that. And, and of course, you referenced your time uh, with UPS, which anyone that listens to our show knows that, what, 30? I don't want to shortchange it. 33 years at UPS, is that right? 34, but 34. who's counting? <laughs> so, you, you know. Now UPS was lucky. Now you understand why UPS is so big. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, Tandra really has seen it all. And, and I love your comments there on the business model because it does it does appear to me that it is, there's a gap in the marketplace. And not only, I think there's lots of winners here, but two in particular, uh, just on, on what both of y'all have shared. Now, so you get the contractors, right? The contractors want to keep, they, they want to keep making progress, close, you know, finish the project and move on to the next one, right? Mm -hmm. So you're you know, attacking any delay time there. But also as Tandria shared uh, there, and, and she shared a little more pre-show, you got the the homeowners and the folks that are benefiting from the projects and they're ready for it to be done too. Right. And, yeah, and absolutely. so you're, you're creating value there too. So I, I think you, I, I, I want to also say one other portion I think yeah. that's important um, is, is that there's a third player that we believe that's very important. And this goes back to what you talked about and that's the driver, because now what you're able to do is take non-skilled labor and allow them to play a very important part, a part of that ecosystem and mm -hmm. be paid very well where you know, they don't have to stay on the road all night. Um, they can actually go do the deliveries throughout the day and make it back home to their families. And I think that that's important. We've been a part of the impact side of really being able to create jobs for people, unfortunately, that would you know have a hard time finding jobs. Mm. All right, so one last comment, and we're gonna talk about what's next for Tommy Run. But folks need to know that, and tell me how this works, because I'm not a technologist, but I believe there's an app and, and you can, it's, it says, you know, that's where the whole technology kind of platform comes into play. Is that right, Bernard? Absolutely. There's an app and there's a website that you can go and download or register on that website. And once you register, it's like any other platform you can order and do and maneuver on that um, 
you know, in that on that website and find materials and order product and send people to go get stuff and just have the whole construction world at the fingertips. Man, I love it. Tandria, I'm gonna let's keep this a secret from Amanda because we might be stocking up on <laughs> some, some construction supplies. All right, so so tell us what's next. I know y'all have come a long way, uh, Tom Run has. What's next, Bernard, for the company? Wow, that's a good one. You know, we have a couple of things that 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 we believe that we're working on that, that that's exciting. You know, what we've been able to do is that we've been able to accomplish and we've been issued a patent. We have two or three patents now that we have pending that are continuations. And, you know, we believe that that's going to be where we're able to set ourselves apart because, you know, once you start something, there are a lot of people who come behind you and try to create that or recreate that process. Um, so we're really excited about that. We believe that, you know, we are now getting ready to help and move on the B2B side. We've done a lot with contractors, but we're going to start now working directly with retailers and executing for the retailer side. So there are a couple of things that we see, you know, on a growth and on a horizon as we keep moving with Tommy Run. Love it. Uh, so uh, making sure you're protecting that IP. Uh, I worked at a telecom way back when selling voice and data services. And I had a dear friend named Mike that was always worried that one of his fellow salespeople is taking his approach. And uh, ringing in my ears today is you must you must protect my intellectual property over and over again. So I love that, Bernard. You're y'all gonna be obviously to be able to, to move even faster. Um, okay, so Tandria, Phil, any final comments on Tom Run? And then I know we're gonna take the conversation a little broader. One final comment. You know, we talked about who benefits. The other person that benefits is actually the the retailer or the distributor. We're talking about enhancing their customer experience. There are so many places where you go in and you order and it takes forever if you don't have a place like Tommy Run to get those materials to you. You know, you don't want to go out and have to rent a vehicle to pick up four 80-pound bags of concrete. Right. We're there to get that done. But also, when you look at the tight, 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 tight labor market that you have right now, these major retailers want to keep their employees doing their core competencies, not putting them on the road to go out and deliver. Because mm. you're talking about opportunity costs, just like you don't want that contractor driving around to get the product. Those major warehouses, distributors, or retailers don't want to take their precious asset to have them just getting re retail, excuse me, windshield time either. So right. we really, truly fulfill a major need 360 everybody that's involved in the transaction i love that value add versus non-value added right we want to minimize that non-value added time regardless of whatever sector you're in that's a great point uh tandria i, I hate to leave the tommy run story there, there's so much here but i know we want to pick bernard's brain kind of in the bigger sense right yes what else is on your mind when you look at the Global landscape. Give me one or two trends, one or two things, one or two issues, one or two concerns. What is on your mind? Wow. You know, I, I will tell you is that I've always been into development. And mm -hmm. I like development and would love to see more developers and development within my community. And so that is something that I am really excited about and look forward to attacking and finishing. Um, to be totally honest with you, this was something that, you know, kind of derailed me and I saw something that I wanted to be involved in immediately when I started with Tommy Run 
but I believe that I'll return back to my roots, which is construction and naturally uh, doing developments. That's that's one of my passions. Um, because the thing is, is that it's much like being in the entertainment business. It's a really creative process. It's actually seeing something, seeing what it could be, and then creating that. And I believe that's how you leave a legacy um, for my family. And that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to. Wow. I love that. It also creates a lot of opportunity for others in that village, in that community. Love that that picture you're painted. Any, anything else you track? And you got, you got your fingers on the pulse of there, Bernard. No, I mean, I'm going to tell you, man, is that, you know, uh, I, <laughs> Tom Aran's got you going, huh? Yeah, well, Tom Aran's got me going, but I think that it's also, you know, for me, you know, I talked to a friend of mine the other day that was in the entertainment business. And, you know, I, I like to play in politics and, and do a lot of different things, right? And so I spoke with a friend of mine. We were doing a fundraiser in L.A. And I called him. I said, man, wait, you know, wait a second. L.A. as in Los Angeles, or we're we talking lower Alabama? No, Los Angeles, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're doing one in Los Angeles. And I, I said, hey, man, you know, I want you to be a part of this fundraiser. He said, Bernard, you know, man, I really enjoy now not working. And he says, you know, I don't like to have to go to these commitments and I don't want to have to break promises. So I look forward really to relaxing and doing a lot of traveling and, you know, doing some other things now and enjoying my family. Uh, because what you start understanding now is that life is, you know, precious and you want to spend that time, you know, with the people that you love. And so mm -hmm. that's one of the things that, you know, I look forward to. I have kids who, you know, and a wife now. And so, you know, I really look forward to now, you know, that they've given me this time to spend and do this entrepreneurial thing that they've had to actually sacrifice a lot of time with me being gone, even when I was on the road, when it came down to entertainment. Mm -hmm. So for me right now, I think is that's, that's, that's on the horizon for me next, um, is to be able to do development and sit back and relax with my family. Love it. Okay. All right. Well, you're kind of speaking to one of my final questions I want to ask you, and I want to ask uh, Tandra here, and you're, you kind of alluded to how uh, recent months, it, 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 you realize how all the sacrifices made, you realize how, how short life can be. And so you want to, you want to spend some time investing in those you love, right? It sounds like that was one of your re Eureka moments you've had in recent months, perhaps, but tell me, you know, in these days where I tell you, I don't know about y'all, but it's like, I've got every day, something hits me, right? Yeah. That epiphany. What's been a really, especially as it relates to leadership, we're really big leadership nerds around here. What's been a really powerful Eureka moment for you, Bernard, uh, when it comes to leadership here in recent months? It's focus, right? I mean, that, that is a main thing that you have to have is some focus. You know, while you have a lot of things going on, you have to understand which ones are the fires and which ones you need to put out and which ones you can let burn for a little while. And those are the things that I believe, you know, that you have to really go through and being able to manage that process, you know, takes a true talent, right? Because, you know, if you don't and you fan that fire and let it burn too long, you know, it can burn down the house. So, mm. you know, being able to manage those things while juggling, you know, is, is really important. And so that's what I think is focused now is one of the things that I think, you know, is, is really important when it comes down to the entrepreneurial space. I'm with you. Uh, the power of focus. It, it's one of the most powerful dynamics in the universe, I believe. And, and when you got it, you can, you can tell it. And when you yep. don't got it. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it, 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 it most definitely is like a golf game or a basketball game. I mean, you know, when you own and you can have that heat check and it's like, Oh man, you lost it. <laughs> you got to start all over. <laughs> love it. I love it. All right. So I want to ask uh, Tandra, you the same question. So Eureka moments, uh, what is, what's been between your ears here lately? 
starting at the beginning. So we've talked a lot about how I wanted to, you know, get into academia and I was looking, how could I you know, start doing some things with a university? And I took a giant step in the right direction. And now I'm investing my time, energy, effort, funds into uh, elementary school, actually Thomasville Heights Elementary School. I, I started doing some research on what place I could put my focus, my energy, my time into, and Thomasville Heights came to me. So I have reached out to some great people who are supporting me and helping me get things to the school. So we're gonna help them with their community garden. We've supplied books, simple things, rain ponchos for the kids to you know, not get wet going back and forth to school. The principal there, Joven, Joven Miles, is just a tremendous individual who is committed to helping these kids move mm. forward, improving mm. test scores, getting them excited about education. You know, one of the things he, he asked for was just more books for the classroom so mm. that the kids had the opportunity to read things that would interest them. Because if you improve the reading skills, everything else will follow. So that's where my uh, new focus is. Wow. So I just popped over on their, their site and Home of the Bears, I think. Is that the nickname? Yes. Okay. So Thomasville Heights Elementary is in Atlanta. Uh, what a huge, massive get uh, they got in, in collaborating with Tandra Bellamy. So how, how can folks, so if folks here in this want to support what you're doing and, and maybe meet some of those needs, should they just reach out to you directly, Tandra? They can reach out to me. I will give you, I will get to you the link where they can just donate directly. You would donate through the Atlanta Public Schools Foundation with the funds um, directed to Thomasville Heights. You know, we, we purchased uniforms. We want the kids to, to not have to worry about what they're wearing to school. Mm. The needs are huge. And we can, again, make a tremendous, tremendous difference in the lives of these children. Wow. Okay. We'll have to chat more. I look forward to when we, have, we can break bread again, learning a lot more about how we can, we can support your efforts here. But folks, here in a second, and you'll find it in, in the show notes, you'll find links to connect both with Bernard and with Tandria. So if you're interested in any of the things that they have mentioned, please connect and go from there. So one final question, Bernard, I want to ask you about, uh, as, a, as a fellow entrepreneur, I'm sure we get a lot of feedback. I'm sure folks that want to be founders, want to be entrepreneurs, want to build their own thing, their own business, you know, build that legacy for the family that you were, you were alert, alluding to. What's some important advice you can give these fellow potential entrepreneurs wherever they are? Man, um, I would say work hard and believe in yourself. I mean, you know, that's, I mean, it takes a lot of confidence uh, to be able to get out there and be an entrepreneur. Um, and a lot of risk and understanding is that the real true learning comes through failure and not being afraid to fail. I think a lot of people talk themselves out of doing the entrepreneurial thing mm. um, because they think too far ahead. Mm. I think is that you plan, but you never know what's coming around that corner. Right. And so, you know, really having a lot of confidence and faith, you know, you, you have to have that, you know, that foundation of faith to really go out there and try it. So, you know, I believe is, is that, you know, confidence and really not being afraid to fail. Um, those are the things I believe that you need to really be an entrepreneur. I love that. I came across a quote just a few weeks back 
uh, Jennifer Hudson, and I'm not going to get it word for word, but basically what she was saying is there's plenty of challenges in life, plenty of speed bumps, plenty of obstacles. Don't let your lack of confidence in yourself be one of those because that's something we can directly control. And um, that is, that is, that's your advice and her advice. We can do big things. Okay. So let's make sure folks can connect with y'all both. Uh, Tandria, I want to start with you again. I love what you're doing. I mean, you know, you, you should be clearing plates and on the beach and stuff, but man, you've got a ton of projects going, doing good stuff too, beyond business things, uh, Thomasville Heights Elementary and, and a lot more. Uh, how can folks connect with you, Tandria? The easiest and best way is through LinkedIn. Um, go out, connect with me, message me through, uh, through LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I will see it and uh, I will definitely, definitely respond. And that will also let me know a little bit about who you are. Love it. Hey, you know, on one of these future episodes, we're going to have to get you and the crew and have a, um, have a get together, a look back. I bet there's some stories there, Tandria. Oh, yes. <laughs> and by the crew, if you've heard of earlier episode, you know, that's, that's a tight circle of friends that Tandria had, I think, uh, at Stanford, right? At Stanford. As a matter of fact, we're going out for our 35th college reunion next month. So the crew will be back together again. Awesome. Okay. We're going to have to that. And of course, interviewing your the boy. son. Yes, you have that's to right. have the boy on. That's right. Can't, can't wait. We're going to get into all about uh, aviation. That's another transportation episode, another logistics episode, but one with a lot of passion there. So big thanks to Tandria Bellamy. All right, Bernard, really have enjoyed uh, meeting you today. The real deal. I think you surpassed some of the expectations that Tandria was, was putting with me and Greg and the team here. Love the Tommy Run story. So how can folks connect with you and Tommy Run? Yeah, well, you can always connect with my email is Bernard at TommyRun.com. Very simple. Hello at TommyRun.com, as well as you can go to my LinkedIn page. I'm always available. I'm not as quick as Tandra is when it comes down to responding, but <laughs> I do respond. <laughs> so and I do, you know, but but seriously, no, I, I will say is that you can always connect with me through my email or through my LinkedIn page. And I look forward to connecting with anyone who reaches out. Wonderful. And you'd be willing to give up your barbecue secrets? Some, not all. You know what I mean? That's, that's one of the things that you got to keep close to yourself. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, we'll have you back on. We'll dive deeper into that and many other things. But it has been a pleasure chatting with Bernard Park, CEO and co-founder of Tommy Run. And of course, my very special guest co-host here today, my dear friend, Tandria Bellamy. Thanks to you both. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So folks. Hopefully you've enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. Be sure to check out Tommy Run, connect with Bernard. Be sure to connect with uh, Tandra Bellamy and find out what she's got going on, not just at Thomasville Heights Elementary, but many other things that uh, are on her plate. Hopefully you've enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. Be sure to find us at supplychainnow.com. Most importantly, and, and gosh, I've got about 18 pages of notes from our conversation, but do good. Give forward. Be the change that's needed. Be just like Tandria and Bernard, and the world will be a better place. And with that said, we'll see you next time right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now. Supply Chain Now.